Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And I'm with Michael Jackson for you. You right. know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, I would, how many, how many billboard, uh, top chart, I mean, that's a chart, chop, top chart, <laughs> how many, uh, chart toppers, I should say, did Michael Jackson have that topped the charts? I, I, we I would have to say at least. I'm sure we can just Google it. Yeah, I'm it's, sure it's like. I'm sure it's close to being a record or it something It definitely like that. has to be the record, I would think. It's probably him and like, I don't know, the Beatles or something like that and. I think Hell, it might be at least Drake or something. No, I'm serious. Like, I no, I think crazy, he's right there. He's right Drake there too. Right like, there. I know. Yeah. I, it's. I'll look it up, and I guarantee it's like the. the, the those are some of the names uh, in the uh, the rarefied air uh, there. But yeah, you go top of the trust Tuesday. We play jams to reach the top of the Billboard trust on this day in history. You can be a part of the show. Specs text line is the best way to do it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, bless you. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse, and my man uh, Corey Twisting Twisting Dows is. At Corey Gitry 11 and at Corey's with a K, by the way. Patrick Davis is on his way to the mood. He's probably there by now, actually. Probably setting up as we speak um, and getting ready for Texas basketball's game versus Oklahoma State. We'll get into previewing that matchup here uh, in a couple of minutes. Also, we got conference championship preview starting up uh, next segment. We'll just start to uh, talk about the uh, this kind of surface, a uh, surface preview of the conference championships, the final four of the NFL. Uh, let's start, though, with the breaking news, the big news today. Actually, it ain't breaking yet, so I could have quit saying that. Uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not breaking. It's just it's, uh, it's, it's, it's right now simmering, all right? but it ain't breaking yet. But there are multiple reports from multiple media outlets. They did preheat the oven, though. <laughs> It'll beep when it's ready to go. Exactly. Uh, but there are like that. multiple uh, media outlets that have reported that now the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars season is over, that their wide receiving coach, Chris Jackson, um, will be the next head coach at Texas. Now, Texas has not confirmed this. And by the way, Chris Jackson himself has not gone on social media to confirm this is coming from separate media outlets around the country. Mia O'Brien, who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars, she tweeted out about by 1.30 today yep. um, that wide receiving coach Chris Jackson has informed Doug Peterson's staff that he is taking the same position at Texas, per multiple sources. Uh, Horns 24-7 has also put out a story uh, saying that Chris Jackson will be the next uh, wide receivers coach at the University of Texas. And remember, week or more ago, uh, Bobby Burton over at Inside Texas, uh, probably the last report he had actually about the wide receiving coaching vacancy at Texas was that Chris Jackson was the front runner and the top choice. After that, crickets. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Orange Plus who had a report as well around the same time, probably a little bit after that. They also said Chris Jackson, based on their sources, was the top target. So looks like based on previous reports, Harge, and now based on multiple outlets also uh, reporting that the, the Longhorns are zeroing in on Chris Jackson Jackson to be that guy, uh, but nothing confirmed just yet. Ding! The, uh, the oven, the, no, I'm just saying oh. the, oven, the oven is getting I ready. That, I was, I was ready. It's time to put is. food in there now, baby. <laughs> it's right around the corner. And yes, to your point, there has been multiple reports, and you start looking around and listening to certain things. And I'm still waiting to see. I tried to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, 
website mm-hmm. to see if his picture oh, yeah. is still on there. It's still up there it's right still up now. There? Okay. They, you know, they, they are in their off season right now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that could be a lot of moving parts that are going on mm-hmm. with this. But I think this is something that is a, a, a good thing for the University of Texas. We talked about Brendan Marion, and you and I have had this conversation off air and on air talking about wanting somebody to come in with some Texas ties. Well, you sit back and you look at what Brendan Marion was. He wasn't, he wasn't a guy that had Texas ties, and no, he did a great job as well. Good point. So I started kind of moving myself away from just that. You talked about Jamal Finner being uh, hired as the director of high school relations for the University of Texas. I think that created a huge uh, opportunity for all the coaches to be mm-hmm. able to talk about this. Um, so you will still have that connection deep in the heart of Texas, so you'll be able to do that. So now you start looking at the experience of what uh, Coach Jackson possibly can be bringing to the University of Texas. Like I said, the the oven is warm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm impressed with the fact of how he's going to go about it, what he can bring to these young players. And it also mm-hmm. gives them the level of respect because he did just come from the NFL. You can true. tell those guys yeah. this is what you need to be at that level. This is what they're looking for. So if you come in and work and listen to some of the listen to the things that I'm talking to you about, this might help your chances of getting to that level. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's a good point. And like I said, this guy loves football. <laughs> uh, he originally played football at Modern Day uh, in Cal in California, same place that Sark played uh, played his high school ball. He actually played college ball with Jeff Banks mm-hmm. at Washington State, and he's played for eleven different pro teams. 11. I thought I played for a lot. I played for seven. He played for 11. Played for Tampa Bay, uh, Seattle, Tampa Bay Bucks, Seattle Seahawks, Tennessee Titans, the LA Avengers, Green Bay Packers, Miami Dolphins, uh, LA Avengers again, uh, Grand Rapids Rampage, Georgia Force, the Philadelphia Soul, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Arizona Rattlers. Uh, and I know it sounds like obviously just an anecdote, but when he's talking to these young guys about pursuing their passion and their commitment to the game, you got to be committed to the game. Harsh knows about being committed. He was committed to two of them. Uh, and then, uh, ended up ultimately committing to the game of baseball and playing at the pro level. But And, and, and in fact, it, there are plenty of augieisms about this you probably remember the exact quote from Augieism about you get what you commit to the game you get what you give to the yep. game and if you disrespect the game by not giving it the uh, proper amount of uh, you know commitment uh, and the proper amount of energy and passion then you won't get that return on your investment at all yep. and uh, he can talk about that firsthand like I said it, I thought I loved the game of football I did I went to five different NFL teams and I went to Canada to play for the Tiger Cats and I went to the Arena Football League to play for the Austin Wranglers for a little while and at that point I realized I am still in love with the game and I do still love the game of football but she don't necessarily love me back and uh, yeah. uh, that's what I realized that my dreams were dead my dreams were a carcass and I needed to uh, find another I'm dream a carcass oh it was dead oh <laughs> there ain't no pet cemetery this thing ain't coming back to life no, that uh, thing was I tried to resuscitate were oh, flying around. I was giving it the CPR trigger banging <laughs> on the chest oh that, that dead what that dream was dead man it was dead uh, but it's okay I mean that's, that's how most people's careers end up up. They had that moment where they realized, oh, it's over for me. Uh, but I, I could have gone on longer. I had yep. Canadian Football League teams and Arena Football League teams call me, um, but I decided to pursue uh, other passions because I knew that my 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 dream of playing in the NFL was done. Uh, but he didn't care about his dream of playing in the NFL. I think he just wanted to play the game. 
I mean, yep. it's, he, he it got, seems like it. I mean, he went into the AFL, bro. I mean, the Arena Football League, and put up big numbers. He got done playing in the NFL in 03. Yeah. He didn't get done playing professionally to 2014. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, make them take that uniform right, off of I mean, you, right? Make them take that uniform off of you. That dude has a pass. Like I said, yeah. I thought I loved the game. Man, I was in that. I was in the, pal- the Palace on Palmer. We practicing for, for the Austin Wranglers. And I, I, was, I was sitting in the locker room, and I looked in the mirror, and I thought to myself, I'm in a high school football locker room. This is full circle. This is where my dream started. This is, where, this is also where the dream. This is where I've been. This is where the dream dies. <laughs> I went to the NFL, I went, got drafted, went to the NFL, played on the highest stages, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. I'm back here in a high school football stadium trying to keep the dream alive. Let it die, Rod B. <laughs> Let it die. It's dead. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, I had that same <laughs> moment. I was in a locker room where we didn't even have proper uh, showers. <laughs> And I'm sitting there looking like, bro, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you doing this? Why are this? you here? Why? I, I promise you. I promise you. I love everybody around me that is on this team. But, bro, I'm waiting for you to get out of the shower so I can go into the shower. It's time to make a move, dog. You're in line for the shower. Exactly. Just standing there mad. Mad because I wasn't the first one in there. Mad because you ain't playing at the at the at, at the, the, ma- at the man, major level. No, yeah, where we this could just walk in there and take a shower. Uh, hey man, let me get that. Let me extra right, cool. shower heads for now everybody. Now we sitting there. Hurry, hurry up! You gonna know it's gonna run out of hot water. <laughs> That's oh, what I knew too. Yeah. it was like it's time to make a move. It's time man. to make a move. It's time to make a move. Yeah, and it was that yeah. week I wouldn't talk to the coach, and he was like, "Oh, I get it." Uh, we were, he said, "All the coaches here, we we were wondering when, he, <laughs> when, it, when it would hit, hit you." you. That you was like, uh, I, I, don't, "I should just I should go somewhere else. I don't yeah. belong here." Yeah. yeah, I just didn't have the same passion for no, it. And, I got it. Uh, but like I said, this guy, he definitely did. He like, it's, it's amazing. Yep, like it got done playing with Miami in '03. Then played for the LA Avengers, the Grand Rapids Rampage, Georgia Forest, Philadelphia Soul. Just kept, kept going on. Kept his commitment and kept the dream alive as long as he could. So he's but, number nine all time in the arena football history with touchdowns to receptions uh, percentage thirty two point four percent of his catches went for touchdowns. No, I want to say when he's in the Arena League, Rod B was in the Arena League. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been, you might have been matched up against I him. I want to say man. I was drafted like six years after he got done playing. He was still there, bro. And when I got, uh, seriously, when I got to the Arena League, I think he was there. He, as a bond and, and as a beast, right? Like I was a scrub in you, the Arena League. He, he was, was probably like, locking up with he him. Was, he, no, I think I would have got did dirty out there. <laughs> he was the AFL <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year in 03 and 08. Five yeah. years of support. First team, three time first team all arena team, 03, 07, 08. And your last year was when? In the, in league? the league? Yeah. 08. So then you, like, so you probably did like match 08, up with him. Yeah, not. like 08, 09, I was still hovering around getting tryouts. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was, I was done, 08. And I came, yeah, you're right. That was it. 08 was my last year, actually. And you probably then I went did to Canada. And then I, after Canada, I came back uh, here to Texas and went for the, the Arena League. Austin Wranglers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, the, Chris Jackson is the guy. I think Sark wants a focus on uh, technical proficiency. Well, I think this guy has the history yeah. to be able to share it. <laughs> yes. 
The guy was a wide receiver forever. Forever. Got a pro. Still running routes. Bro, he had a, you're talking about a 16 year pro career, basically. Bro, he probably still, like you, Rod, <laughs> he still got them cleats in the car. I think he does. He got them he cleats them. in the car. He wanted them. Yeah. He is one of them. He about could, that life. That dude is about that life. So yeah. I actually, I want to talk to him. I want to get a chance to meet him. I yeah. ask him about his time, uh, just kind of, you know, around Arena Football League. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like I said, keeping the dream alive. No doubt. Uh, I, I think I could have played in Canada longer. Canada, my my, pro- I I got offered a contract in Canada. And I should have taken the contract, and I didn't. I had a, I had a very, um, I don't know, elevated view of my value at the time. Hey, I thought I was. Too- we all did exactly. We all did because you've been to that level exactly. Uh, so I didn't take that contract, yet, but I had a great time. Can I play with uh, Kwame was up there yeah. when I was up there. Kwame Gaville, who was awesome, he was a beast. Like Kwame Gaville was a beast yeah. in Canada. Oh, like Kwame said monster. y'all had a little bit of fun up there. Oh, uh, we had too much fun. That's probably why. I <laughs> Hook him. That's probably why I ended up becoming a vet in in the Canadian Football League. It's because me and Kwame was having a lot of fun. But it was I I I, I thought about dual citizenship. I really like Canada. Right. I really did. Oh. Yeah. Some exotic yeah. Um, fruit. Yeah. Of your labor. North of the. <laughs> of your labor. <laughs> it, no, it, it, yeah. it is. They, uh, it's, it's, it's random, but yeah, man, you get um, you get a lot of uh, exotic hotties that would go to the Canadian football league games. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. It's nice stuff, man. Really good stuff. Uh, Athlete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so he's obviously very passionate, but getting back to his time as a pro, he probably is a technician about. His footwork, um, the guys really had a regression in the wide receiver room, a regression when it came to their hands, playing through contact, getting off of bump and run, and always being able to create separation consistently. Um, that's his, I think that's what they're bringing him in for. Recruiting, I'm sure he can recruit. NIL Absolutely. will help with that. He's a young, dynamic personality. I say young. He's 47. That's young to me uh, as a coach. Young, dynamic personality. He's got the NFL on his resume, so he can always drop that card. He's coached some like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, some yeah. really good wide receivers at the NFL level. So I don't think recruiting will be a problem even without the Texas ties. I want the wide receiving room to uh, really become a more uh, stable collective group. And the regression we saw last year from the top down, from Xavier Worthy to guys like the inconsistency of Casey Kane, the inability to find a true third wide receiver in that group, all those things should be remedied with the depth you have at wide receiver. No doubt. No doubt, because what we talked about before is when you walk into that room and you see what this smorgasbord of great players that you have, the potentially great players that you have, and you can bring that out of them, and your message is easy. I'm dedicated to this position. I'm dedicated to this craft. I just left the NFL where I helped. Well, not yes, I helped shape these guys and made them one of the best receiving cores in, in the NFL that nobody was talking about. Yeah. Nobody was talking about that. But then you go back and you look at what he did with Evan Ingram. You look at what he did with Zay Jones. You look at what he did with uh, Christian Kirk, who I questioned when he got there, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he turns into the, the star of that team. Yeah, you got some skins on the wall, and you could definitely come in there and have that conversation with these guys. Yeah. He's a lifer. You said it. I'm a lifer at this he position. Is, and if you want to know it, I've seen it all and I've done it all. Yeah. So I can teach you and give this to you. Yeah. So I think that's huge. 
Yep. No, you're right about that. That's a good point. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, let's get to some uh, Texas basketball conversation. They have a game coming up versus Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, you got the pregame. We'll be at 730 right here on 104.9 The Horn. And uh, you'll also have the uh, the game, of course, with Craig Wade, the voice of Longhorns, Eddie Orrin. Uh, that will be tip-off at 8 p.m. You can listen to it right here on 104.9 The Horn. But let's get to uh, the matchup between Texas and Oklahoma State. The first time that Texas played Oklahoma State, it was – let me know if I'm wrong here. Was it after the – K State loss? It was mm. was that the yes. seventh? Yes, it was, it was right after, after the K State right loss. After the K State loss, it was yep. a bounce back game for yep. them yep. after a disappointing loss to K State, and it was a hell of a bounce back game. I believe they held Oklahoma State to forty six points. Yeah, it was fifty. It was fifty six. Yeah, it's fifty six to forty six. Yeah, and, and Oklahoma State's a defensive oriented team. They want mm-hmm. to play defense. They want it to be a low scoring game. They so. want it to be ugly. Yes, they, they want to muck to it up. Right. Uh, and for Texas, even though you know Oklahoma State's in the Big Twelve, they're not a bad basketball team. I feel confident Texas should be able to win this this game just because they have so many more scoring options than Oklahoma State. I agree. And if you're, you're Texas, you you kind of want to turn this thing into a bit of a shootout because I don't think Oklahoma State can keep up with you. Well, here's the other thing: in that game, it was obviously mm-hmm. one of the lowest outputs puts for the University of Texas. They 56 points is not who they are. They like to be up in the 70s. Yeah. They like to push it up the court but you had Marcus Carr with 12 points and Timmy Allen with 11 but after that Dylan DeSue had six Tyrese Hunter who's still going through that little lull in his game right now only had five Dylan Mitchell was uh four and Brock Cunningham had uh, eight points Sir Jabari Rice wasn't that much of a factor until yeah. late in the game he went and made some free throws and then they ended up taking over the game but the person that you have to kind of stop on uh Oklahoma State is Caleb Boone. Caleb Boone was the one who had 16 points against him. He's very athletic, number 22, can get up and down the floor. He's he's an athletic kind of like a swing guard. He's that guy. He can play the wing, he can get he can play in the post. He can do a little bit of everything. He's their only true scoring option. Mm, and if you can control yeah. him, then you have a good chance of winning this game. But they've been doing some things differently too. I mean, I I I think if you can see them getting in transition for Oklahoma State, they're going to try to run. They're going to try to create those turnovers yeah. and get up and down the floor because that's all that they look to do. I don't know if, if uh, Boynton and our man Terrence Wrencher, give him a shout-out if you're going to the hey, game tonight. Hey, T-Rench. T-Wrench will be there. and that's my uh, man right there. Former coach David Kaysan is the assistant coach on that team as well who was here before with Shaka. Um, they, they're going to have some ideas of how to attack the Texas Longhorns. But Texas has the better athlete. They have uh, the better basketball players. Yeah. Um, T. Wrench, actually, when I came back to school uh, after I was done playing, I went. Uh, T. Wrench was here. Yeah. He was going back to school, too, at the time. Got a chance to hang out with T. Wrench. He was cool. And, cool, yeah, my brother, man CB man. Uh, says, oh, wait, you were on the sports buffet, right? Yes, I was, oh, oh, wait, on the sports buffet. That, I believe, oh, eight or oh, seven into that was when I had my Austin Wrangler stuff and then came back to school, just came back to school right. at that time, too, and ended up, yeah, so, like, man, that seems like a long time ago <laughs> on the buffet then. Those were good years, actually, in Texas football. I thought they would always have years like oh, eight and oh, nine. Yeah. my first two years in sports talk radio and i thought oh man man this, this is, is gonna easy. be easy yeah. <laughs> man we're gonna be like Look at all the success that we're this having around her. and then yeah. 2010 happens and Life the, the majority of my sports radio career has been 
with Texas in mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. when it started out as an unbelievable run. Anyway, uh, getting back to Texas basketball, though, Oklahoma State uh, winless on the road in the Big 12. Um, so that is – and also Texas has been really good at the mood. They only have lost one game at the mood. Um, so Texas has been really good. And one thing I like about Texas, not only have they – you know, they haven't had a losing streak, so they don't lose back-to-back games. They find a way to bounce back really well, so they're a resilient group. Was that the – any issues that have, that plague them in those losses or in a subpar performance, I'll give Rodney Terry a, a ton of credit. He fixes those issues. They have not become systemic issues that plague this team. Um, and so whether it be the, 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 the drought that came back to haunt them, those scoring droughts that came back to haunt them uh, versus Iowa State, or the, the lack of a defensive prowess versus K-State that came back to haunt them, um, those things seem to be fixed. And as long as they're not systemic issues um, that plague this team, um, you know, I, I have faith that Rodney Terry can help this team, you know, have a shot at winning this league. If you got a shot at winning the Big 12, even in the conversation concerning how tough the league is, man, your team your team's a damn good college basketball team. No doubt this about is it. the toughest conference in the country. Well, one of the biggest things for me, and I'm <laughs> going to be looking for, is are they going to be able to get out to a fast start? Mm. Is the University of Texas at home going to be able to get out to a fast start because lately at home they have not. Yeah, it, It's been taking a little bit of time because remember Rodney Terry had to show them video of how they weren't moving the ball during that one of the halftime breaks. And this the, the Texas Tech game, I happened to be there. They were struggling. They weren't mm-hmm. closing out on defense. The ball was – they were doing a lot of dribbling around the perimeter and they weren't asserting themselves right away. That is something that I'm going to be looking for tonight. Are you going to come out and deliver the punch right away? You're at home. You just came off a big road win against West Virginia. Now come back, yep. seize the moment, because you know you got to go to Tennessee this weekend with game day going to be there. Basketball game day is going to be there with Coach Barnes. This is the time for you. Don't get caught looking ahead. Make sure you come out and deliver the blow now. Yeah, uh, it's going to be important. I'm, I'm with you on the fast start. And also, I love what they did with Tyrese Hunter last game to find a way to get him involved offensively um, and get him easier buckets to get him in a groove. Um, if they can ever just get those three guards, Marcus Carl, who's having a fantastic year, mm-hmm. um, Sergio Barry Rice, who has been great, especially in clutch moments, to be your closer down the stretch, and Tyrese Hunter going. I mean, that's that to me is their kind of holy trinity. That group, if they all become consistent, I think two of the three have become really consistent. You get Tyrese Hunter going, and he becomes one of your kind of uh, your scores who can create your mm-hmm. creator and a scorer for you. Man, I think Texas offensively can be kind of not a juggernaut, but they can be really tough to stop. They can definitely they be tough really, to stop. Because yeah. then you got Timmy Allen sprinkled in when he needs to show up for yeah. you. You can get random performances like a Christian Bishop, and you got last game, we had what, 11 points, yeah. uh, seven rebounds. Played big, was moving without the basketball. Yeah. Actually facilitating a lot of times too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Man, they can look. They can be dangerous offensively. We know defensively they're gonna come to play. That's their yep. calling card. That's their identity. But man, it's it's really exciting to start to start seeing Tyrese Hunter get more and more confident offensively. All right, so Texas versus Oklahoma State. That's tonight, 7:30 pregame. Uh, and you got the first tip uh, coming up at 8 p.m. All right, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get into the conference championship preview, uh, the Final Four in the NFL. We'll just give you just a little taste of a preview. All of that and more right here on Ball. Don't I wonder if we're not in the horn. Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a grill. Me a grill. Me a grill. Uh, 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 uh. Had a whole 
top diamond in the bottom rose gold. Yo. We about to start an epidemic with this one. Yeah, I know what this is. Uh, so, so, yeah. Got 30 down at the bottom. All right, welcome back to Paul Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It's a top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, we take jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history, and we played them for you. So a question was asked, and thank you to the texter, because we were just you know, we just spitballing here. Sometimes we're just freestyling. We don't oh, yeah. know what the hell we're going to talk about. Sometimes subject matter content-wise, we do. We have a outline here. For but sure. We start freestyling about conversations about artists and stuff. We don't really know. We're just talking, having a conversation on air. And then one of the texters hit us up because we were talking about Billboard. Cause we talked about top of the Billboard charts on the top of the charts Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which artist had the most number one hits because Michael Jackson came on. I was like, I know he's in the conversation. Um, and Michael Jackson, the texter told us, has 13 number one hits, 30 top 10 songs. And so I went and looked at it. I think I threw... Uh, I bet Drake was in the conversation. Drake has 11 number one hits. So he's also kind of in the conversation. But here you go. I went and looked it up. And I'm sure lately maybe there's some other number. But this is the most recent I could find. Stevie Wonder has um, has 10. There's a tie for 10. He has 10 number one hits. He was just 13 when he had his first number one hit. Stevie Wonder, what I say? Underrated. The underrated. Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of music. Um, Janet Jackson also tied uh, with 10 number one hits. Uh, Whitney Houston's got 11. She's, uh, she's tied with Drake, uh, uh, number one hits. Madonna's got 12 number one hits. How about this? The Supremes. <clears throat> the Supremes had 12 oh. number one songs. How about this? Was All that with Diana Ross? Uh, yes. Yeah. All in five years. They did it in five years. That's when Diana said, I got to go. Yeah, she was like, I'm the hottest thing going, yeah, and I'm it's because go. of me. I'm That's the Beyonce right. of this Destiny child here. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, Michael Jackson with 13, we said. Uh, how about this? Rihanna's got more than MJ. Rihanna's got 14 number one hits already. So Stephen Don't A. Smith. Don't tell Stephen A. that. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith quit hating on Rihanna, man. You got 14 of them Jones. That's crazy. That's crazy she's got 14. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley, the king, um, with uh, he's got 18 number one hits. He's in third place all time. Okay. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Oh, she was 19 chart toppers. She was in there. She's right behind the Beatles. She was in there. Who have the most number one hits all time with 20. Mariah Carey is sandwiched in between the Beatles and Elvis Presley for the most number one hits. Hey, now. Let that sink in. Hey, now. Man, that's yeah. wild. Um, I'm yeah. impressed by that, though. Anybody Those ex- numbers are, are very impressive. Anybody you expected to be on this list who wasn't on the list? I was thinking more of, you said Elvis. You said um the Beatles. I'm surprised Beyonce had more. On I was going to say Beyonce and the Jackson Five. Oh, you were the Jackson Five. The Temptations, the I was tempta- surprised, yeah. would be on there, yeah. too, because they had a lot of hits, but there yeah. you go. Uh, all right, random conversation there. Uh, and you actually made a good point, too, <clears throat> that now eh, fandom has changed. Yeah, your, your dedication is not what it used to be. <laughs> Because now all you got to do is, oh, let me go ahead and download that tape right now. Let me get that. <laughs> let me go to my Apple Music yeah, and yeah. get what I want or Spotify exactly. or wherever you're listening to it. But before, you had to go to the record store Man. and actually make that purchase. Come on now. 
And a lot of times you was waiting in line. You had to catch a bus. You mm-hmm. had to figure out if you had enough change in your pocket. That's what's up. And then you had to make sure you had the right record player because if you little you lost that little thing in the middle <laughs> that you put on the 45 and the 33, hey, man, you yeah. got to make sure everything so works. Well. Yeah. And I tell you, a lot, not a lot of households had a, a record player in every room. No. You know what I mean? That's yeah. something you had to go. So mom, you got to wait Ma- for mom and dad to go to work. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all going to work? Y'all going to be, y'all y'all jam gonna be this, here all day? I'm going to jam this new Purple Rain yeah. album I got here. Yeah, I got to get oh, my time man. My brother, that's the first uh, album I remember my brother buying was a Purple Rain. He had a Purple Rain album and an N.W.A. album. What? Like back in the day. Purple the Rain? Oh, uh, and it was like the first N.W.A., like the first Purple Rain, like the, first, the Purple Rain back in the day. So I was really I used to curious try to steal them as a kid. I was going to say, how that N.W.A. Uh, record go? Changed my life yeah. as a kid. <laughs> well, I'm talking <laughs> about where was Mama and Daddy at? Cause oh, I know they no, he was, getting that, he was getting that on somewhere from, from one of his friends or something like that. It, in our household, Mama and Daddy were not buying you explicit lyric <laughs> exactly. rap Exactly. Uh, no way. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyway. Uh, oh, Beyonce has eight number one uh, hits is what I've been told here. What is, what is that parental advisory that's on there that you're trying to play in my house? That was back when they were having congressional hearings about yes. rap music. Yeah. They were like, uh, rap music may be dangerous. They were, they were bringing two live crew like in to talk to Congress. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. They're bringing they're bringing Luke Skywalker to talk to Congress. Like he was the right person for like, y'all to bring in. Cool right? hand Luke. Yeah. <laughs> bring in, you like, nah, that ain't that ain't the right way. That to ain't do the it. choice. Uh all right. Uh let's talk about the uh conference championship preview. Are you um leaning one way or the other already? I know you're not way to make a prediction. Are you leaning? Because I'm leaning Cincinnati, Philadelphia. Uh, I'm I'm leaning Cincinnati for sure, but I'm also leaning San Fran. I like San Fran. I, I love like, San Fran. And, and they run the football. <laughs> That's do. the biggest thing. Those other teams didn't even try to run the football. And I don't know. I know you said you had a chance to go back and look at uh, some of the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at big Trent Williams and what he was doing on that end. He was a monster. Michael, Michael was trying to get there, but they were dancing together. Trent Williams is a large human being. Yeah. It's hard to get no. around that. And he's got mm. great feet. Yeah, there's a there's a case to be made that Trent Williams is the best player on either team. Correct. In this NFC title game. Correct. He's that good. He's that talented. Yeah, exactly. And he makes that big of a difference yeah. for the 49ers and what they're capable of doing. Totally agree. I I, I I'm I'm down with uh because you still don't know what's gonna happen with Patrick Mahomes either. It's true. So right. it's still you and right now. That's why I'm leaning. Joe Burrow is three and zero. That's why I'm against him. Yeah, no, and, and Patrick Mahomes, I believe, versus the Bengals is one in three. Period. Right. Um. So I, honestly, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I think Joe Burrow is playing the best football, arguably, of any quarterback in the playoffs, aside from Patrick Mahomes when yep. he's healthy. But he's not healthy. And Lou Anarumo, most underrated DC in the league, Agreed. not even close. Agreed. This is a great. This is a great point right here. The Big Twelve versus the SEC in the Super Bowl. Two two Big Twelve quarterbacks going against each other in the NFC. Two SEC quarterbacks. Well, Jalen Hurts is a Big Twelve quarterback. Go ahead and say that he is. Yeah, well, he went. He was a Heisman finalist as a Big Twelve quarterback. Started his career at Bama, so but he's a Heisman finalist. I, I'm with so you. So he played his best football as a Big Twelve player. Now you want to claim both? That's fine. But he's a Big Twelve quarterback. I'm with you. There are three Big Twelve quarterbacks uh, in the Final Four of I the like, NFL I like playoffs. That. 
They are. Because like like you want to you claim him, but you benched him. You benched him, and you <laughs> ran him out of town. <laughs> you benched him, and he transferred, and now you want to claim him. That's fine, but don't say he's not a Big 12 quarterback. He, he's both, if anything, but he is definitely a Big 12 quarterback where he played his best football as a Heisman finalist. Lincoln he's a second-round pick because of what he did at Oklahoma in the Big 12. Lincoln not Riley. because of what he did at Alabama. In fact, he left Alabama with more questions about him as a quarterback than Very answers. Very fair. Very fair. Come yeah. on, don't let no SEC fool tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Back at y'all. That's ridiculous. He's a Big 12 quarterback, and the Big 12 has four, I'm uh, sorry, three of the final four quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs, which like is that. shocking. I do like that. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And the Big 12, I believe the first quarterback to win a Big 12, I'm uh, sorry, a playoff game, the first Big 12 quarterback to win a playoff game was Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, boy. He was the first one to do it. Yeah, he was. He was the first one to do it. How about this? The first Big 12 quarterback to win a college football playoff game was Max Duggan. That is true. And the first. Because you had Baker Mayfield. They never won it. Kyler never won it. Kyler never won it. And the first uh, Big 12 quarterback to win a playoff game was Patrick Mahomes. And I believe that was when he won his first one, 2019? Well, he's been to that championship game for five straight years. So So maybe maybe 2018, whenever he first got there, when he first started, that's when he won. But it took – I mean, Big 12 hadn't been around for long. Um, The inception of it was, what, 1996 or something like that? still, though, it took a while. It took a long time for the Big 12 to break through. Yeah, it took a while. Maybe this is one of those moments for the Big 12. I like that. Uh, All right, a little conference championship discussion. We'll be breaking it down, that uh, matchup, both of those matchups from every angle and giving you our – official picks coming up later on in the week. We come back, we'll let you know what's on tap. We'll wrap it up, put it in the oven. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap for us tonight. Uh, if you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. All right, Harge, what's on tap for you tonight? Well, you know I'm about to go in here and watch these Longhorns. That's Make right. sure that they go out there and handle their business. Damn and then I'm also going to watch a little bit of my man Zay Collier making the call with Roger Wallace on KBVO tonight. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Zay's blowing up. Yeah, I like that. It. It's like that. that. It's that time. The right call. That is true, Zay man. Damn right. He knows his hoops for That's sure. Right. I'm gonna go watch some Texas basketball tonight too, as well. Um, hoping that uh, they can, man, pull off the win. The Big Twelve ain't no easy win here. Come, come out there and play hard, fast, early in the game. Yeah, I'm not really worried. Like I said, I'm not necessarily worried about Oklahoma State being able to score a lot of points. I'll score Texas. I'm worried about Texas hitting a drought potentially, or the Oklahoma State defense having a really good day. But I think Texas wins this game. And honestly, I think they win it in commanding fashion. Okay, I like best that. Best way to say it. Uh, all right, Corey, what you got on tap, man? What's up here? We're going to be here. Yeah. 
He work. I'm gonna be here. Working. I'm gonna be here working. I'm gonna be here working. <laughs> Done I'm deal on this game. Uh, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, well, tomorrow we'll start breaking down the conference championships a little bit more. Um, we'll give you some picks on those. Also, we're gonna review, hopefully, reviewing a Texas basketball win over Oklahoma State oh, as yeah. well. That's what we're hoping. And also, I want to talk about the quarterbacks a little bit more because there's a ton of quarterback news. We didn't really get to it today. Oh, yeah. There's talks about Aaron Rodgers and trades. We got to get to that. I think that's gonna be the case all off season long. Also, NFL never stops, baby. It doesn't. Uh, and Tom Brady. Yeah. There's talks now about Tom Brady. Where Tom Angry Brady, Tom Brady. Exactly. Tom Brady's <laughs> upset. He doesn't know where he wants to play or if he wants to play. So we got to talk about that, too. So we'll get into some of the quarterback drama uh, going on in the NFL. We'll do that tomorrow as well. I want to thank my man, Corey, for doing a really good job. Thank Patrick as well. I want to thank my man, Harge, and thank you guys. Uh, shout out to my man, Chan. Always tell us to have a good evening. My and man, Chan. So That's we right. appreciate him. Appreciate all you guys, all your participation on the Specs Text Line. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. But we'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We do love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.